Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO. I was like, what? I've lost my mind. The CEO of Raw Dog Food Company, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends like my friend Neely Piazza. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, Happy New Year, Miss Niels. Happy New Year. You know why I didn't know who I was? Because I didn't have my sweatshirt on. (laughs) That tells me who I am, Raw Dog Food Company. Hey, uh, right before we came on, I was reading uh, Dr. Judy Morgan. Man, they're on the warpath towards Purina. Do you get her? Uh, I get- have, I, right in the last hour, I've seen that Proplan Purina post in about five different places just in the past hour. Yeah. And hers was one of them. Yeah, I get her notices too. Isn't it amazing that the vets come down really hard on raw dog food and say all type of stuff about it, but you never see anything coming out and saying 10 dogs have died, 48 dogs and three cats were sick. Well, and um, I haven't talked to you since I saw this, but it was right. I think it was right before Christmas. um, Somebody reposted that, um, grain-free causes DCM original article again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why would you? And it was, why would you do that? That's been put to bed. Why would you bring that all up again? So now, and and what what does that um, letter recommend you feed? Purina Proplan. They just never stop. It's sort of like the stuff that's going on in the world today. It's like we have ample evidence of said stuff, but we're going to market it anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. It's it's uh, it's beyond my comprehension of why the world you... has lost its mind. It has. It has lost its ever living, loving mind. Oh goodness. Did I tell you, Dr. Jasek, man, she's on the warpath about rabies, too. I'm so happy that she is. No, and, and she will say it. She was like, you know, I used to ride the fence. I used to do all this kind yeah. of stuff. And she's like, I just can't do it anymore. She's done now. Yeah, that's yeah, good. She, I'm glad. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that our vet is um, totally on board with us. <laughs> Uh, did I send you, I don't know that I sent you this. So Brian sent me this yesterday that evidently. About the law? Yeah. What do you know about this? About that we cannot. I, don't know. I saw the same post he did. I was more obnoxious in my re- response than he was, but you know, that's just. Okay. So what we're talking about guys is evidently. Now this is where the sort of the the remake of answers okay the remake of the answers food since that couple got a divorce and it was a big mess um and they in this particular state whether it's indiana or iowa it seems like it's one of those i states wherever it is they've decided to create these laws that say all of the holistic and and probably the raw food companies must take down all of their scientific backed evidenced information that says um, pharmaceuticals and that type of food is um, dangerous to dogs. So basically uh, they want us to take down the information that would might help our pet parents. But gee, go figure. That's scary. I know me. somebody that I, um, somebody that's a friend of a good friend of mine that I just kind of sort of know through there. I just got a job with the FDA starts this week, I think. And he's your friend. That's what I said. I'm like, like, you traitor. He's like, I was like, well, maybe you can turn things around from the inside. But I said, 
made a comment about how the FDA was going balls to the wall to bring down all raw dog food. And he said, sure are. They're on the warpath. They're losing their grip that that the narratives aren't sticking anymore and people are not paying attention. And so they're like making more and more noise and rattling more and more war drums and people like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's it's uh, insanity, and I wonder. And Dr. Cowan is convincing people to look into the no virus issue on their own, and people are like, "Hmm, there really is no evidence for that, is there?" Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. rabies to really doesn't exist. It really is a fake thing. <laughs> I just said this to a vet the other day. I uh, I was talking about vaccines and uh, the comment back was, I'm not ready to get rid of all vaccines because they have done so much good in the world with uh, smallpox and polio. And I said, well, maybe you should look into that. I was <laughs> like, that, that's like one of the biggest lies there is. Everybody says, what about polio? What about smallpox? I'm like, what about it? That just tells me you haven't looked into it. Right. That's and the tip of the spear. All that stuff was total bogus. So that, so- that I was just like, well, yikes, you know, um, where, where do you think the best place for our listeners to go to really get themselves educated on the truth about those two things would be? Um. Well, Dr. Tenpenny has um, a lot of uh, basic information and a lot of um, online uh, seminars and courses and things about like uh, what some of the side effects are, what what the ingredients are, um, whole whole bunch of stuff. So there's one place you can go. Um, there's a really good book. Um, Dissolving Illusions with Suzanne Humphreys and I can't remember the other guy's name, Roman something. Um, that has a, a um, basically epidemiological evidence with all the, you know, the death rates and the, the years and the introduction of this and that, and blah, 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 blah. Um, kind of shows how the you know, in in pretty much every case, the vaccine was introduced a year or, well, way after the death rate had gone to zero. So the vaccine didn't have any effect. And in most cases, after the vaccine had been, particularly polio is one, after the vaccine was introduced, the death rate spiked again. And so then they changed the definition of polio. And that's been the case for most of that, too. It, it um we just changed the definition. And so the uh, reported rates go down because the criteria are different than what they were initially. So there's all kinds of um, suspect weird stuff. And then uh, let's see. Um, the uh, pediatrician that I can never remember his name that was in Oregon. They finally, they did the vax versus unvaxed, and in all cases, the vaxed kids were um, much sicker than the unvaxed. So I don't, I don't know if you've seen this new article come out, Niels. It's from the American Veterinarian Management Institute. What they're suggesting in this, the title of this article is New Study Explores Vaccine Hesitancy in Dog Owners. Um, and here's here's what it suggests. It says that um, the vaccine problem is coming from, oh, hang on. Basically, it's saying that that it's coming from a certain political party and vaccine misinformation. Oh, here it is. According to Matt Mata, their findings suggest that the same factors 
for vaccine hesitancy um, are based on political party, level of education, promotion of vaccine misinformation, and others that make people less likely to have a positive opinion of vaccines for themselves and negatively affect their opinions on vaccines for their dogs. Well, and what they're leaving out is the um, the more educated are the ones that are questioning it, not mm-hmm. the less educated. Mm-hmm. But the way it's stated, they trying to make you believe the other man my bookshelf is too tight to get these back in and so they're really coming after this this rabies right they're talking about the rabies and uh a lot more people are waking up and understanding that these rabies vaccines do cause problems in their dogs so you know a lot of problems and they don't they don't prevent anything yeah i have seen so many dogs um temperaments personalities behavior attitude um change um after the vac- after rabies vaccine i've i've wa- i've just watched it happen how about that they can see how many how many uh people are being injured and are dying from this last round of vaccines how about um people can see that the, the autism rate just 30 years ago, it was like one in 10,000. Now it's one in 36. Oh, come on. Um, it is. Oh, I know. I know it is. Um, you know, people are, you can only hide something like that for so long. Well, they've hit it for a very, very long time. Yeah, um, this has been going on for, I'm for centuries. I mean, centuries. This whole argument is um you know dates back to i don't know before the middle ages it's an old argument so i i I pretty much think what they're going to come out and do um is is not allow your dog to uh get services that most places already don't yeah and so you know, we've got to start a new way of helping. But, but um, most unvaccinated dogs that are on a on a, even a decent diet, let alone a good diet, don't need services anyway. Right. And um, the dogs that are the sickest are the ones that go in for their yearly checkups all that stuff. So, you know, keeping, keeping a dog out of the vet's office, in my opinion, is a fantastic idea. At the moment. Yes. Now I will say this, that Amanda, um, our daughter, who's a vet, she will take a lot of porcupine quills out of dogs' faces. And that has to be done because they will die. If you don't, these dogs are out on the reservation. They tend to go after these porcupines or, uh, a dog swallows, you know, some sort of material and that has to be taken out. Those or types of things. Or car or something right. like that. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. there are there are definitely instances, but for the most part. To do a checkup is, I don't even understand that. And um, I don't know why we would go in and do a yearly checkup. I know from the vet's perspective why they've pushed that. Uh, because that's you know, when you can do your vaccines, your flea and tick and your heartworm and whatever other medications you want to sell. But um, if your dog is fine, why would we take them in? Now, the other argument, Neely, is going to be, well, what if they're not fine? What if I find out that my dog has X and O? If you don't look for it, you're not going to find it. But I mean, like even Dr. Morgan says, you should go in for a yearly blood work and blah, 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 blah. Well, blood work doesn't mean crap. I'm sorry. It doesn't. You don't, there's, you don't have any idea what you're looking at. You don't, there's no proof that what is measuring what they say it measures. And what do you do with it afterwards? I mean, it doesn't, it's not. It doesn't do anything but cause people to panic. How many times have you the dogs find? Oh my god, my dog has high liver enzymes. Well, what's it doing? Nothing. It's fine. I'm like, I just okay. had that. Just had it. Uh, just had it. And um, I, uh, Doctor Jason, and then they, and I was, 
yeah, they insist on putting it on some sort of medication or something in it. And then, and then from then on, the dog goes downhill and nobody puts it together. It's like, oh my gosh, I should have gone in sooner and found out sooner. No, you should have not gone in at all and not put it on that, on that medication. Right. So this is a 12 year old dog went in just for its, you know, blood work. Now, mind you, in February of 23, the dog went in at 12 for its vaccines, but goes in, gets blood work. The only, the only one out of their so-called normal rate was the creatinine. Okay. And it was the normal rate 1.8. It was at 2.0. And they're telling him that his dog's on the edge of, you know, kidney disease. And he contacts me and says, what's the best food for kidney disease? I said, you're already doing it. You're already doing it. You've been feeding raw. And then that, we, you know, I, I'm just like, yeah, it drives me insane what they do. Oh, here's this. It's like. Yeah, it's ridiculous. No biggie. But but they scare the pet parents. They spend money. They do things to their pets that they don't need to do, just like what you said. Then the dog goes downhill, and then you think, well, that was just a factor from what they found. Not 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 what we see. Not what we see. Nope. Um, I want to ask you about parvo puppies, can I? Um, you know, and, and you can ask me, I don't know if I'll have an answer, but go ahead. All right. So my brother, you know, you know, the story that there were nine yep. puppies that were dropped off. Okay. Yep. One died, yep. uh, was walking around, could not hold water, almost looked like what you would think distemper would look like. Okay. Um, then the other dogs, you know, started exhibiting some uh, lethargic kind of behavior. So they took him into the vet and supposedly they only did fluids. However, I looked at the records and they didn't just do fluids. They did antibiotics. And I was like, well, if it's a virus, according to their own terms, right. uh, why are we doing an antibiotic? Nevertheless, um, one of the puppies came out of the vet's office and they were still doing the antibiotics. And I said, let's stop that. Okay. There's no reason to do it. Uh, I don't think my niece did it. But anyway, so I'm at home for Christmas and this little dog is peeing clear pee. Just, I mean, just super clear and tons of it. Right. And they told me about this prior to going. So I took the easy peasy, right? Because at this point, I don't know if the dog has UTIs or what. I don't know what it is. So we took home the easy peasy. Um, But I contacted you and you said, liver uh or kid no you said kidney right you said kidney problems now you not gave urine yeah not concentrating the urine um the other thing is this is a pure black dog and they were concerned because this dog is turning like got white getting white spots all over it sent you a picture you said don't worry that's just puppy fluff coming off of the black is the puppy you know coat. yeah it's undercoat all right, but you you gave me this protocol, and you said, "All right, do uh, protect, digest, phytos flora." There was one more. I'd have to go back and look, but basically, um, yeah, I don't us, remember. Tell us about that 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 protocol and and why you why you went that way. If 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 we've got something in the kidneys, the kidneys problem, I go, I'm going to go back and look and what, tell you what you said. Tell me what I said because I because you do so many of these. Long, that was a whole long conversation, and I can't remember what I was talking about. So, yeah. um, here's what you said, real quick. Um, digest, protect, phytos flora, and the mushrooms. And you wanted to up the organs. Um, yeah, up the organs. And it's because it was because of um, the antibiotics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Normally, I wouldn't say to give a puppy that that young probiotics. And I never say give probiotics unless 
there's a real need for them. Um, but all the trauma and the stress and all that, that, that all those puppies went through, um, yeah. All right. So, we, so were just trying to, we were just trying to boost support for all the organ systems. All right. So if you, um, so with these four different supplements, if you have a puppy like this, are you going to do all four of these every day in the amount that is on the jar? Is that the way you would do it? Would you rotate through them? How would you do that? In that particular instance, I meant for them to be every day, but I usually don't do but half recommended dosages of any of that stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't be forever. I mean, the shrooms, she could be on the shrooms for extended period of time, but, um, and the two, but I would not leave her on the digest and I would not leave her on the phytosflora and I would, um, I, they really shouldn't be on anything forever. Right. They shouldn't be on anything every day from here on out. Um, it was just but, weird because this puppy literally would go outside and pee and then it would come in the house and just pee a ton more. Well, and- it was flushing everything. It, it was just flushing everything out and not like, I mean, I didn't see I didn't see it other than that than that picture. And you said it was running around like a little speed demon and um was it's, acting fine. The the um, appetite is great, there's no vomiting, there's no diarrhea, nothing like that. It was just this urine. And when you cleaned it up, because I did, I was like, is this water? That's how clear and how odorless it was. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that, that whole group of puppies went through a lot of, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. She's fine, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's fine running around, doing, doing well. And uh, I talked to my brother and, you know, we, we did the easy peasy and they're still doing that. I can probably take them off now. But like, she didn't have an accident in the house for the first time yesterday. Thank goodness I have tile everywhere. No, so, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's talk a little bit about itchy dogs because, you know, we still have an epidemic of itchy dogs. You're seeing some of the worst dogs out there that have these autoimmune problems. I don't know any other thing to say about a dog that loses all its hair and is itching other than, and and if you've had them tested for mites, other than... They've got an autoimmune problem, wouldn't you say? Mm. Well, the skin is the first place that toxins leave. So, and autoimmune is not really a thing, really, but what we understand it to be. So, there's something that's interfering with. the well it's vaccines plain and simple it's vaccines and antibiotics that causes that period end of story hard stop um but it doesn't happen to every dog and the results are don't express themselves the same way in every dog but it's the same it's the same problem right it totally it messes up their um gut biome which messes up their skin biome which messes up their ear biomes which messes up their mouth biome which messes up their anal biome which messes up their feet biome which is why you have interdigital cysts which is why you have anal gland issues which is why you have periodontal disease which is why you have uh gastric distress which is why you have um skin issues it's all the same thing and so and you're saying um, that it's vaccine injury. Yeah. It oh, is. you're a conspiracy theorist. I just read it. Remember that article that came out? It said you are spreading misinformation. Now, you're in good company, though, because I went back and I was watching the video 
uh, interview that that we did with Dr. Cowan. And that one section where he said, there is no, I'm going to cut this out and I'm going to post it. He said, there is no benefit to humans or animals. Hard stop. No doubt about yeah. it. No benefit to these vaccines. And I've been and I how long have I been saying that there yeah, is but zero who listens? benefit? I mean, hundred percent, a hundred percent risk, zero reward. I've been saying that for years. I know, I know you have, but nobody listens to us. I know, right? <laughs> they say we're spreading misinformation, or we're mean, or heaven forbid, I should say some something is stupid. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, say that word. You're gonna get our ratings lowered. Um. So the thing about it is that, I mean, what the, the thing about it is, what's the benefit to us to even say that other than we're just saying, hey, it's probably not the food. It's right. It's probably a toxin you just put in your dog. And the well, other thing, too, is that uh, I think that when I ask the question, a lot of people expect that those vaccine problems should appear quickly after a vaccine that is not the case in most cases no it it can but it doesn't always right uh, um i was gonna say something and i forgot what it was um i don't use a paper look this is a hard straw it's a metal straw just showing you <laughs> but it, it, the whole yeah it's not the food it's a it's a toxin they so um friend of mine sent me a, and this is from uh doggy dan's group mm -hmm. um sent me a a post that she's she's in his coaching group or something like that mm -hmm. and there was a dog that had they had just started it on raw like six months ago or something like that and it had developed a tremor in his back leg and she sent it to me i couldn't play the video but the post described it and uh of course the lady saying so could this be the food? And of course she is like, oh my gosh. She's like, <laughs> she responded to him saying, I can't remember what her original response was. And I was like, well, um, that is often neurological. So ask them if they are um, using any flea or tick or anything like that. So she sent me back what they were using for flea tick meds. And it was one I hadn't heard of either, but I looked it up and it was an isoxazoline or isoxazoline or however you say it. Mm -hmm. The ones that are like notorious for causing seizures and tremors and neurological issues and the fly biting and the, you know, the, all that stuff. Mm. So, I'm like, well, that's what, that's what it is. It's, you know, so rather than look at, oh, and she was given the dog like probiotic chews. And I'm like, okay, that can't be good. I don't know what's in it, but there's no way that a probiotic chew is clean for one. So rather than looking at, and who, and I'm sure it's fully vaccinated and all that. I didn't ask those things, but from the description, I was like, it, it's it's on some sort of a neurotoxic something or other. Sure enough. So rather than looking at all the other inputs, oh, it must be the food. And I'm like. So anyway, she cleared it all up, I think. She. Yeah. It, it, and see, that's 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 just. I, I'm not. She was the same. It's just like. I, that's just ridiculous to think that it's it's an it's real food that's causing a problem like that when it, i mean that's just ridiculous to think that she's like why do people think that like i don't know but everybody thinks that it's it's so illogical and ridiculous but anyway yeah so one of our listeners, Nicole, she sent me this question today and she said, you know, I've been feeding raw consistently for a month now. Um, and I'm not thinking about changing, but I have a few questions. Uh, so she said her oldest German, who is three, had some problems with itchy skin and one ear. 
uh, that, you know, he constantly had these ear infections in, which we see that. Uh, she yeah. said her ex-husband used to take him to the vet and the vet would look at his Even ears like and find nothing wrong, but would still prescribe antibiotics. Now, okay, guys, if, if, if your vet says, I don't find anything wrong, but here's some antibiotics, throw them out the window. That makes no well, sense. That just, that just puts you on the recurrent loop because it, it'll stop it for, for the time being. And then it'll come back again, usually worse. And it, it'll gradually get more frequent, but every six months, every year, and then it'll, it just is a revolving door and <clears throat> eventually you end up on steroids. And then in the meantime, you're still getting your, your vaccines and it, it then you end up with skin issues and then you end up with um, yeast issues and all kinds of, all kinds of crap. And so, yeah, it's a never ending cycle. So um, no antibiotics, no vaccines, no kibble, no crappy treats, no starch. Fix the biome. Any dog's been vaccinated, its, it's biome is shot. Um, any dog that has had any sort of suppressive therapy is um, that symptom that you suppress is going to come back harder than ever. And possibly in a different form as well. The more often you suppress something and the further you push it, the um, more likely it is you're going to end up with organ damage. Um, and the harder it is to fix, people are like, oh, well, I'll just detox afterwards. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. You know, people that are just like touching the surface of homeopathy are like, Oh, well, I'll vaccinate them and then I'll just detox afterwards. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. The damage is there. There are some, some protocols that can offer some modicum of help. It's not going to fix it. The damage is done. You inject something. You can't uninject it. Well, don't do it. Don't do it. We're, nope. Nicole, this may be why your husband's your ex, because she said that he kept taking this dog to the vet, right? And they would never find anything, but they would continue to give him antibiotics and he would choose to be on almost all of the allergy shots and the monthly crap. So anyway, oh. um, yeah. So she's doing a great job in her diet. She said it consists of fresh beef, organ, you know, uh, has tripe in it, turkey organs. Um, she does some veggies. But she's wanting to know, Niels, and maybe she's just going to have to work with you to get this dog back to normal. But she said, you know, he's still itching, just like you said. She wants to know, is there anything she can add to the food? Or is this going to be a case where... Well, it's only been a month. Right, right, right. Only been I a mean, month. Right. No nothing is going to fix something in a month. I mean, don't don't give him any more pharma of any kind. No vaccines, no antibiotics, no steroids, no flea and tick medications, no heartworm medications, nothing like that. Do your yep. diet right. Be sure you're rotating proteins, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you got to, you have to give food, you know, a decent amount of time, but a month is, is a good start but it's not you know well if this dog is three you've got to at least do three months um right so we always say at least a month for every month that this dog has not been uh, fed or or uh, toxins have been put in so and it obviously depends on the you know it depends on the dog too there's individual factors too but um and you know what kind of itchy i mean are we talking about are we talking about like um to the point that he cut the inside of his ear because he's been itching his ears so he made it bleed oh well that's itchy ears that's not itchy skin that's different sorry i mean i'm jumping <laughs> around here uh i don't so she said in a roundabout way i'm wondering what can i add to his food as to what 
uh, he said because uh, she said because she noticed a cut on the inside of Dakota's ear, um, and I know he's most likely itching it because it's trying to heal. But if she, yeah, she I, I don't know. I I don't no, know. No, I'm looking back in here. I don't know if she, if the dog still got itchy skin or if it's itchy skin and ears. But she said. Um, yeah, she said, my oldest German Shepherd is three and has had problems with itchy skin and one ear. So he's got an ear that that constantly has problems. Yeah, there's there's not a fix-all mm -mm. for that. But there is hope, and I'm going to tell you that right now because, Niels, you've worked with some of the worst that I've seen. Oh, and, yeah, I'm not saying there's not hope. It's just that that I can't, that's not something that, oh, yeah, the answer is this. It, it doesn't, you can't do that. Right. But let right? me ask you this question. We love Restore. Uh, it helps take the itch away. Do you think that during this time where she's letting the body detox that she's. Um, well, if he has hot spots, sure. Then you can use the Restore. In the, in the ear, you need to. Um, do like apple cider vinegar and peroxide and uh, just I, I i fear when you say that though when you Why? say it, because i mean isn't there a level of of combination of that that could be harmful if it's not done correctly hello i don't think so <laughs> apple on. cider vinegar and peroxide Hydrogen peroxide and apple cider vinegar. You don't feel that that if somebody were to mishear you and pour it in their ear, that there could be a problem? Don't pour it in there. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Come on now. Let's be very specific. Are we going to put it on something and dab it on? Because, okay, like this. Just, dog clean, the, just clean, the, clean the ear out. Just put it on a cotton ball and put it on the right along the outside of the canal. Do a little squeeze, massage it in, let them shake it out, and then wipe out whatever comes out and keep it clean that way. But that, that will um, help keep it dry. Part of it is keeping it dried out in the, in the pH and the um the biome actually biome. yeah right so will that burn the little cut that's in the ear well it might <laughs> you're like but it will heal so let me ask you well, this question i mean yeah don't don't use something that's gonna hurt but if <laughs> again i i'm not looking at it i can't i can't tell you, you know if he's got this big gaping right. wound in his ear then yeah i don't do it but if he's got this little scratch where he scratched himself i wouldn't worry about it um okay but let me ask you a question so the difference in a hydrogen peroxide and a apple cider vinegar versus the veterinary stuff they want you to squirt in a dog's ear what's the big difference between those two you know that like well the vet the vet will give you stuff that's got steroids and antibiotics in it and it it, it doesn't it just makes everything worse this is a more natural way of handling it yeah and yeah. it's cheaper yeah so would i think nicole suspects that this is a vaccine injury and according to what you said you would agree uh yeah now yeah that started it it's probably not the only culprit, especially if he's been on multiple um, rounds of antibiotics. Uh, oh, yeah. And if he's been on Cytopoint, that, yeah. People are calling Cytopoint allergy shots now. That's not an allergy shot, but that's what they're calling it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really bad news. Don't do that. Yeah. 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 Uh I wanted to ask another question. We had another question that came in. Um, this was about Denimarian or Denimarian. And, and you were, yeah. So you were talking about that and you said that, that it was used in people for depression, osteoarthritis, osteoarthritis yeah, and, and liver disease. Liver but you disease. said that, that there's no clear evidence that it works for dogs. Yeah. 
uh, and can well, cause. There's no, there's no evidence that it works for anything. There's no evidence that it works for people or for or for dogs. It's another one of those hand-me-down things. Um, that uh, second one, the the syllabin um, or whatever it is, that's mm -hmm. from um, milk thistle. And the other component is SAMe. So they're doing a uh, synthetic version of something that the body produces and taking the quote-unquote active ingredient from um, um, what did I just say? <laughs> you said milk thistle. Milk, milk thistle. thistle. <laughs> it's <laughs> our age. We do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, too many too many thoughts go through my head. Well, and, um, and and this let me let me back up. This was being used on a dog that supposedly had high liver enzymes, okay? And the liver enzyme was the the one that was just slightly slightly high. And there was the dog you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Yeah, don't don't do that. So I'm like, ah, this is, you never this... take an isolated, it, I mean, Tom was talking about this today, right? The very mm -hmm. first part, what he's talking about. You don't ever take an isolated, something that is isolated out of its, out of all the, and I say, you never enter any of my consults, but ask anybody that's talked to me, I'll tell, I'll tell, this is what I say. You don't take an isolated compound and give it that way as a nutrient. You have to use things as a whole food item so that all of the com all of the components are there so that everything works in conjunction the way it's supposed to if you take a standardized isolated quote unquote um active ingredient and give put it in the body who knows what it's doing well one of the things that he said was they're poisoning us those yeah, things, yeah. because the body, when it cannot use it in the right way, it uses it in the wrong way, basically. Yeah, it's not. For one thing, one elevated enzyme doesn't mean anything. Mm -mm. Especially if it's that close to what they consider normal, which normal doesn't have anything to do with your dog anyway. It has to do with... Um, a bunch of other kibble-fed dogs that they just find a range. Um, it's one instance in time. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Why would you give a pharmaceutical like that? And they say it's a, a supplement, but it's not. It's a pharmaceutical. It's by prescription only in Europe. It's two isolated um, compounds or molecules, what, whatever you want to call them, in a synthetic form, that there's no evidence that they work. Every single site I looked, and I looked at five or six, I looked at Mayo Clinic, I looked at WebMD, I looked at NIH, I looked at CDC, and I, um, a couple of vet ones too. Every single one of them said there's no evidence that they work. Yes, but that's the world we live in today. Well, you know what? It, it it here's here's the problem. Um when I was thinking about back to this they they want us to not be able to point to scientific evidence that raw feeding works. But here's what I would say about that. You don't have to have scientific evidence. Take a look at your dog, right? Look at the dogs who have been raw fed from birth and have kept the toxins out of them. I don't think you're going to see digital cysts. I don't think you're going to see lipomas or these little fatty things on your dogs. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of cancer dogs. Um, and you're not going to see itchy dogs. We just don't see that in these healthy dogs. And I, I, I would imagine that they don't want those dogs out there, right? You don't want a control group out there. You don't want to be able to see health right? You want to have a new normal that says dogs die at seven years old. It's just normal for them to itch, right? It's normal for our athletes to just die on the field at 
27. Yeah. That's yeah. normal, folks. And eventually you forget that at one time there were healthy, healthy dogs. There were healthy people, right? Yeah. Golden used to live to 16 or 17, 30, and 40 now, years ago. Now and you now hear people they, say, oh, they're nine years old. They, you know, they were at the peak. I'm like, what? Midlife. Maybe. Yeah, that's a, that's average lifespan for a golden. Now, that it's basically been cut in half just in the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to tell you this one. Dr. Jasek had a client whose vet told them that if they didn't get their cats vaccinated, that the police would come and take their cats away. A vet actually said that. What was the vet going to call the cops on her? Who knows? Uh, you know, I mean, it's so ridiculous. In my mom's neighborhood, actually, her next door neighbor had a, a pit bull that I think the pit bull was probably fine, but the owner is a not good human being and left his dog out all the time and uh, never, I mean, he was just not a good person. But my point is this, that pit bull got out three different times and on those three different occasions bit a different person each time to which two of those people went to the hospital and they still could not get anyone to address this animal control or anyone else to do anything about this dog. Yeah, but that's in Oklahoma. Hey, now, where, where I'm from is there. Well, I know. Well, I'm from Texas. I'm just saying. Where Where is Dr. J. Six person person from? I don't know. I didn't ask. It has a lot to do with where you're from. It's like, um, you know the the uh, rabies vaccine police. The only the only place I've ever heard of uh, any kind of authority figure going door to door and checking, um checking records was in was in chicago right in the middle of the city in chicago and that hasn't been very recent it couldn't have been very recent because you know julia's dogs were not vaccinated she lived in chicago yeah it's um i i heard on a podcast actually it was tim pool's podcast who was saying that there are more and more people waking up and speaking out, right? Because they feel a little bit more comfortable because you've got groups of people that are standing because up. People like us stood up from the get go. Right, right, right. But you've also got, um, you know, these, these, uh, Judy Morgan's group, they're really pushing on this Perina thing. You've got Susan Thixon's group who are pushing on certain aspects of, you know, uh, the prescription diet, uh, label. Yeah, Dr. Morgan's gotten a lot better since she retired and not worried about her license anymore. Right, right. And and so you can kind of see that where, uh, you know, people are like, well, I've got this livelihood. But, you know, if you're locked down forever and, and you can't eat, I mean, what good does it do if you're, you know, if they take all that from you? But my point is then you've got Dr. Cowan. And these may be small groups, right? We don't know how many other groups are out there really helping people to be healthier, to truly be healthier, right? It's not that we want to be right. Who cares about being right if you're sick? Who cares if you're right if you're dying of cancer and all your dogs are dying of cancer? Who cares about that? And what do we have to gain by going against the mainstream? Nothing. Right? I mean, I mean, all, all we get is grief, right? Right, 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 right. So it's just, you know, you, you really... And, and people do reach out. They reach out a lot and they say, hey, you know, I have this information. What do you think? And uh, this is where Neely can really help you. You come over here, sign up with Neely. Uh, we can talk about it on the podcast, but really having someone like Neely look at everything that's going on, that in-depth uh, research that she does for you and your dogs is not something that we can do right here at Raw Dog Food and Company. That is something that uh, Neely does, Dr. Jasek does, but certainly um, not something that I do, okay? that That is not something that I'm I'm trained in doing, but they are. And, 
you guys, it's so worth your time. I mean, I'm just amazed at the dogs that you turn around and, you know, if people will listen to you and, and take the time, right. That's a thing. Right? Yeah. It does yeah. take longer. Sometimes, sometimes people don't want to hear what you have to say, but. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and I suspect that's because it's a defense mechanism, right? It's like, ooh, nothing I can do about the rabies shot now. Nothing I could do. But you don't have to do it going forward. Right. It's just stop the stop the hemorrhage where you're at and let's let's fix it to the extent that we can, you know, and then, you know, you know better, you do better. It's like the past is the past. Get over it and let's move forward and not make the same mistakes again. That, that's the that's the main thing. Right. I mean, I used to do all that stuff. I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I mean, it was a long time ago, but, you know. I fed kibble. I vaccinated. I I gave heartworm medication. I've done sure. that. Sure, sure, we all have. We we've all gone. Well, I ninety nine point nine percent of us ha have started there, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not anything to be ashamed of. Be excited that you are on the path to learning, learning better and doing better from here on out, right? Right. Don't. Don't protect yourself by refusing to hear the truth and, you know, going la, 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 I can't hear that because then I'm to blame. Well, you know, so what? It happens. Just don't do it anymore. Let's move on. Let's, let's see. Let's fix what we can fix and uh, move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can move. We, I thought that in Dr. Connor Brady's book, that he never said anything against the pharmaceutical industry, but he does. In the very beginning of the book, he may not say it going forward because I'm not, I haven't read over, you know, 20 pages yet because it's just started June, uh, January the 2nd. Uh, but, um, but he does say that. He does say, the dogs that he saw that were not healthy were those dogs. Well, he, um, he has since, since he published that book, he has learned quite a bit about the dangers of vaccines and pharmaceuticals. And if you listen to him talk now, he's, much more on board than he was when he when he wrote that book mm -hmm. so i i cut him a little slack for that because the the nutrition information was really good and i pretty much agreed with the vast majority of it there's a few little things here and there that i'm like mm, i don't know um well everybody's gonna be the, like that yeah everybody's gonna have their own personal you know differences here and there but for the most part it's a really good book and this really good information and a public figure finally um between him and dr billinghurst are um you know the whole afco thing that i've been yelling and screaming about forever <clears throat> they say the same thing and so it's that gives uh people other places than me to hear that same thing and that's three people coming to the same conclusion independently of each other right mm -hmm. so i mean i had never heard either one of the, well it, we never heard of dr brady till a couple of years ago so right. um but he says that i've said that um dr billinghurst says that but i never heard them say it and i'm sure they never heard me say it i think the test is when you get in front of somebody, a veterinarian that has a really strong personality and they give you that screwed up, you know, are you stupid face and people cave and it's just a practice guys. It really is. And, you know, we, we talk about the absurd things that we hear every day because I think that's really what helps open our eyes. We're just like, 
Seriously? That's absurd. Yeah. You know, like somebody's going to come and take your animal away because you didn't vaccinate. I'd walk out of there and I'd say, I'll tell you what, give me, give me 24 hours, 48 hours. Let me think about this. Just get out of there. Well, the fact, the fact that, um, you can vaccinate yourself. You can go buy a vaccine and vaccinate yourself. Who's to say you didn't do it? Right? There, there's no law anywhere that says you have to have a piece of paper from the vet that they gave your animal all these vaccines. The ra- the rabies vaccine, in order to be legal, does have to be given by a vet. But that's the only one. None of the rest of them do. This is so funny. Literally, cats. Especially cats. I mean, people don't typically care if the about cats if they have had their vaccines or not. This is so funny. This is one of my customers that that um I, I forget where she lives now, but she just texted me and she said, "I just have to vent." And she has a German Shepherd. Uh, and she said, I hate it when the vets try to give me literature or tell me the dangers of raw feeding. I just tell them to keep their materials. I'll just end up tossing it anyway. But thank you on your biased opinion. Now, can we just treat my dog for this wellness exam? Okay, first of all, I say stop going in for your wellness exam. But she said, I go to VCA hospital. And the one rule I have is when they schedule me is I don't want a doctor that will have issues with the fact that I feed raw. Well, Mars owns all the VCAs. That's why they have an issue with it. Like we just said, why do we go for a wellness exam? Do you not know if your dog is well? And and here's the other thing, Niels, that I would say. What will you do different? If you're feeding a raw diet, you are supplementing the right supplements. Let's say like phytoplankton and clean stuff, right? You're doing extra organs. You're doing a variety. You're giving appropriate veg, as you would say your word, appropriate veg. Um, and and you're not putting flea and tick and you're not putting heartworm and you're not doing all of the other toxic things. What would you do different? Well, first of all, you should call Neely or schedule a consult with Neely and get a second opinion on that. But- um, I'll tell you not to worry about it. We're stuck in this pill for every ill mentality. And that's not the way the body works. There's not, like I said earlier, there's not one right answer for these incredibly broad, vague questions. There's just not. It's not the same as one plus one equals two. It, it's not additive like that. It's different for every dog. It's different in every situation. Um, there's some commonalities in things, and then there's there's situations like that where that's not even anything to worry about. Right. Throw the test out. Don't go back. Because you know? it, let's I mean, just I say- can go through. I can go through with you. Go through your diet with you, and be sure that you're not, you know, you're not missing something, or you're mm-hmm. not, you know, um, your variety is good, and you're adding in, um appropriate amounts of this and that and talk about different so you know as dogs age or whatever that there are some things depending on what's going on some things that you can add that can help certain you know certain situations you want to be sure you're doing enough omega-3s you want to be sure your energetics are right you want to be sure you know it a lot of times when dogs get older they um their energetics shift a little bit and you need to be careful what proteins you're using, you know, not, not, um, do too much. Like for instance, if they're a cool dog, you don't want to be throwing cold proteins at them in the winter. I mean, that will cause issues. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. But that's not, a a one liner answer to a vague question like that. Cause I don't know what you're feeding. I don't know what your rotations are. I don't know what you're using. I don't know what else you're doing. I don't know where you live. I don't know, you know, why History. did you go to the vet? I, yeah, I don't know any of that, right? Right. And that takes that takes a while. That takes a lot of questions, guys. This is why it's so valuable to work with somebody like Neely Piazza. Um, her website is whole 
wholeanimalwellness.com, W-H-O-L-E, wholeanimalwellness.com. If you want to take a look at all of the certifications that she has, right? If you wonder, does this woman know um, her, her, you know, sphincter from, you know, anything else, um, then take a look at all of the certifications. I just added two more the other day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. You can send us questions. Uh, we are here. Uh, we've got some great stuff over on the website. We've got new venison products. Go over there and check it out. We have the venisons with bone and organs. You're going to love that. Uh, so check it out on our, our website, rawdogfoodandco.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Tell everybody about this podcast. It's a way you can help save a dog's life. You really can without making people look at you like you're stupid. All right. <laughs> She said it, not me. I said it. That was me, not Neely. All right, everybody. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. No. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.